So guys, yeah, you know Omaha Steaks, right? Steak! Exclamation point. Uh, for a limited time, you can find a variety of packages filled with beautiful Omaha Steaks. Beautiful. Um, plus other premium meats, side dishes, artisan desserts. Yummy. And so much more. I'm getting hungry for lunch, by the way. All ideal for Dad's special day. These packages come flash, flash, frozen, vacuum sealed, and delivered in a cooler. Uh, with dry ice safely to your door. That means fresher than fresh. All backed by Omaha Steaks' unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. Omaha Steaks is offering listeners a variety of amazing packages. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code LIBERAL, L-I-B-E-R-A-L, into the search bar for to unlock savings of 50% and more. With code LIBERAL, you'll receive free shipping uh, and a free one-pound package. Ooh, I'm getting hungry again. Of delicious applewood oh, smoked steak-cut bacon. The bacon. the stuff, folks. <laughs> um, there are many more packages oh. available. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code LIBERAL in the search bar. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy 4th of July. I wish you all a happy national holiday. I'm uh, for for all you uh, right wing trolls out there who like to hate, listen and watch on uh, both my YouTube channel and on the station itself. Um, we're fans of the 4th of July around here. You might be surprised. We actually like the country. We just like it warts and all. And we re- we understand the work it needs to do still to live up to its mission statement. See, when you form a new business or you take on, I don't know, you do New Year's resolutions. Johnny, you do, you you just ran a 5K this morning. Was it or yep, two yep. and a half K or is it a 5K? How many yeah. Ks was it? It was five Ks all told, which turns into 3.1 miles. All it's right. It's not a very big We can do race. three miles. We're not doing three Ks. I'm just saying, and not, <laughs> it's never good. So, um, you when you set a goal at one point to start running, right? You exactly. Were, yep. And yeah. it was not easy at first. No, it was not. You were not the runner you are today. Now it's kind of no. like a, a thing. Oh, Al Vickery, uh, thank you for the super chat and happy Fourth of July to you as well. Wow, welcome. Um, so when you started running, was there a was there a back and forth of self hatred? Was oh there my like, God, I'm yes. so good at this. Oh, I feel terrible. I can't. I don't want to do it. Okay, but yep. I got to make myself do it. Right. Yep. And there were injuries and all kinds of things and excuses and things I wanted to talk myself in and out of. Right. It was messy. Exactly. As all growth is. Yeah. Um, you even would, one would say, probably at some point, physically uh, not enjoying it and also questioning the the idea of it in the first place, but yeah. still knowing yeah. it's the good idea. You probably yeah. had, I don't know how you would describe it, a civil war within yourself. <laughs> yep. Why am I doing this? I can't stop doing this. That's right. You know, brother against brother in your own head, you know, yep. the, the the devil and angel on each shoulder punching it out. Thank you, Lisa Mia Moore. Um, and, uh, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in today, and especially those that have come uh, to the infotainmentwars.com and are watching us there. Love you guys as well. Um, I'm here with Johnny Million. At J Million is the uh, Twitter handle. Um, always good to be with you, my brother. And the point I'm trying to make is that anytime, anytime there is a um, major shift, a human being like yourself, Johnny. <laughs> Um, or, and can we hear you? Okay. Are you, let's oh, see, uh, you, 
check one too. There you go. I hear you. Okay. Um, there, anytime you make a major change in your life, um, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. There's going to be huge steps for it, especially when it is seen as a fundamental change yeah. in your life, you know, and um, sorry about the sound on the YouTube, but we were talking about Johnny um, uh, taking up running and on this 4th of July, reminding everyone that we ourselves have this, anytime we make a major change, you go back and forth, you, you struggle with it, there's pain, there's growth, all that stuff. Why should a nation state be any different? And compared to the other nations of the world, America is about 15 years old. Yeah. You know, compared to Europe, most of Europe and the European nations, certainly places like Turkey and Greece, yeah. And, you know, place like that, you know, and, and the UK, which we broke off from, we are relative, we are young, we are, we, and we are young upstarts. We act like it. Heartache to heartache, we stand. That's right. No promises, no demands. No demands, oh. right. Um, <laughs> Boy, you hit my Pat Benatar Tourette's. Absolutely. No, I got it. Love is a battlefield. Yeah. Well, all right. So uh, thank you, Cassie Hill. Happy 4th of July to you as well. Um, so in this, you know, the 4th of July to me, and I think to a lot of people, is a recognition of how the, the United States itself is a, is, a, is a work in progress at all times. It is not, we do not have an entrenched monarchy that we, um, that we live with. We do not have an entrenched, mar you know, uh, dictatorship that we have learned to operate our society around. Um, and in the case of, uh, you know, our Constitution, as it was written at a time when all men were not equal, not even amongst the whites that came here, you know, English to Irish. Um, it was a it was effectively a mission statement, a a statement of of complete. There was no point where you were where where the founding fathers in their writing of these documents went. We're there. We've done it. This is this is the cake being baked. The Constitution in and of itself, if you really think about it, is a recipe. It's a blueprint. It's the you know. It is not the completed building. It is not the cake left out in the rain. Thank you, MacArthur Park. Um, I tried to top you with obscure music reference <laughs> as best I could, John. So um, in, in this particular, you know, uh, on this particular holiday, we recognize that a lot of people fought and died and sacrificed and built on the promise of something that had not arrived yet. And that's effectively, in my way of thinking, what the American dream is. Over time, it, mer it morphed into a, a, an economic recognition, a middle class dream. Work hard enough, you can become middle class for the first time on earth in any major way. You could work your way up beyond a class system. In a, in a world where class systems still are the norm, if you look at billions to billions who exists on the planet, class systems and, and uh, entrenched class, class systems still exist in large part of the, in large parts of the world. 
slavery still exists to this day yeah. um, in in parts of the world. And I'm not talking about the uh, the uh, we're all wage slaves because of college debt. I'm talking about genuine chattel uh, and human trafficking slavery exists in the world today, as it did before the thought of this nation existed. And but again, the Constitution itself and the promise that this was not something that the founding fathers had lived up to. It was something that they wanted to set in motion, many of them knowing that even a, a remote version of it may not play out in their lifetimes and they may die trying. They might die trying to make this happen. While it was not because there there haven't been a lot of fans of democracy in the world throughout history and certainly very few without with power already. The, the theocracies, monarchies and, and dictatorships of, of Europe and North Africa and India and China and Japan, um, they were not fans of the idea of one person, one vote ever being, I mean, it was madness to even think such a thing. And so even creating this, there were large groups and, and obviously there were inklings of it in different areas and the French helped us and we helped them. And there was back and forth as these ideas started to flourish. But that's what we celebrate. We celebrate today the blueprint of our democracy and the promise that lies ahead if we make the best of it. I've often said that diversity is the root of our strength, not the fruit of our strength. It is not what we, right. uh, we don't all get to break pieces off and run back to our tribe. The idea is that from all of our different cultures and all of our different views of the world, we gather together and try to find a set of principles that we all share. If you have principles I don't share with you, as long as they don't affect me, you can have them. That's what religious secularism, I mean, that, that in and of itself was an extraordinary step forward. Um, and, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Billy Hutchings. Um, so on this fourth, that's what, that's what it means to me. And I'm sure to a lot of people, it is a mixture of, uh, false patriotism, aggravated grievances, all negative, uber positive. Um, but here we do not fear complexity. America, the 4th of July, the Constitution itself, the creation of it, and the promise of it is a complex act. It requires complexity. We, if we wanted to stay in the tribal separations of the rest of the world, America would not be necessary. There is, there is no part of America that is required if indeed all we want to do is move back to the tribes we came from, but just on a different geographic plane. I mean, move, moving the fights of Europe and North Africa and India and China and Japan and uh, Southeast Asia and Northern Europe and South America and Latin America here isn't the point. This is the point where we get it right. And I appreciate um, the idea that other countries want to be like us. 
that democracies flourished in the world after the United States. But we are the vanguard of it. And we're also doing a lot of the hard work and the heavy lifting of it over the course of our history. It's, it's pretty easy to live on a monarchy until such time as you switch over to a system where there is already a template created by the United States of America. And the EU itself is an attempt by it to, to do what's wrong in the United States in a lot of ways, which is stay you, but pretend there's an us. And that, that in, yeah, that in and of itself is what makes the country special and is, and it's our responsibility to live up to that standard. There you go. So uh, anyways, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. This is the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now, more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. All okay? day long, all day strong. We are washing our hands. It's all squeezing into day. our hearts. That's right. But we are still taking a huge carry of virus with us everywhere. Our phone. Yeah. They're a vector for disease and we rarely clean them. I mean, the other day we tried wiping one down I and I was like, come on, girl, you know, we know what we need. We this. know exactly what we need. We are constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face, yes. which is a no no these days. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. That's right. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. That's right. It's better than wipes and safe for your device because you can't boil it, your Mm -hmm. phone, right? you can't. And the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with the nine high power UVC lights. Mm. Dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. Wow. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station at any time. Fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items. So, you know, you can be sanitizing your, your behind. Oh, depending on the size of your behind. Yes. Maybe you're behind too. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Here's the deal. You got to go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $89 in free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember, use the code SEXYLIBERAL for a two-day free shipping <laughs> and we will ship immediately that's right that's thecleanphone.com thecleanphone.com now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide so last night and tonight the president had and will have a giant grievance fest around wrapping himself in the holidays of this country and the way he molests the flag every time he sees it, this weird groping of the flag that he seems to like to do. Even the one where he's like, oh, baby. Do you ever see the one where he's like literally saying, oh, oh baby, yes. I love oh, you. It's so the weirdest posture. I mean, it's almost as odd as like holding up the Bible and shaking it like he won a relay race in elementary school and it was in a barrel. Like, I got it. I win. You know, it's just so odd. And so um, last night's speech at the base of Mount Rushmore was, uh, to say the very least, embarrassing. Um, It was was a, a, a gripe fest largely about 
monuments and hiding behind the monuments of Washington and Jefferson and white Jesus that supposedly like one person at a random protest event grabs a mic or a bullhorn and says they should do, which is now that means they're officially the voice of the movement versus um, an entire country, 72 percent saying, you know, conservative generals really don't have a place in town squares in the United States of America. The losing team that fought for the dissolution of this country, the, the, the flag that all of our soldiers wear, sought to undermine, burn it, destroy it, replace it with another flag, the Confederate naval jack, apparently. For five whole years. Yes. Um, uh, killing tens of thousands of Americans on both sides of the process. Um, These folks, like I personally and most Americans, don't think that they deserve places of recognition in town squares and city squares. Now, if you have a building owned by the Daughters of the Confederacy, and for some reason in the middle of your, um, you know, local rotary size building or your elk lodge um you want a 16 foot statue of a random confederate general known for his cruelty and slavery knock yourself out and if you want to put it in the parking lot where it can get its just due every time somebody drives by with a pellet gun the way you know these guys shoot at signs of you know where emmett till died um, go for it. But having it on state land where uh, preserved by everyone's taxes um, and not having it a recognition of a flawed human being of which we all are that that in their life helped create the promise of this country, you know, from from George Washington, to ML, uh, Washington, to MLK, people who were whole human beings who. It, you know, if the FBI has uh, audio of MLK in in precarious positions, as it were, or George Washington uh, with his history or Truman or whomever, all these people who are attempting, even with their own flaws, to shepherd us towards a more perfect union, deserving of statues where you go, hey, you know what? I'm imperfect. And yet this person who was also imperfect grew up in a time, had a bad history, but aspired to a history better than themselves. That's something to live up to. But seeing a statue where like, see that dude? He was trying to put the brakes on this whole thing. You know, he was he wanted to hold us at a time when we had slavery and keep us there. Keep that as a primary economic driver of the country. Keep that as a moral and ethical center of the behavior of the economic driver of this country. And tens of thousands of Americans, um, white and black and, and native and European, fought against those people to stop them from securing slavery as a primary economic driver of this country forever and keeping it legal when the rest of, you know, the, you know, Western Europe was starting to expunge it from their history as well. 
So there is a distinct difference. And, and the president in his speeches is having these things where he's trying to equate the two. He's like, they want to take down your Thomas Jefferson and your Andrew Jackson and your uh, George Washington and your Gandhi and your MLK and your and any, you know, Christ on a cross. Right. But while a point oh oh five percent of humanity is for that in the United States, but 72 percent of Americans across a wide political spectrum are for removing Confederate generals from American soil as you know, as statues. And that's, that's a consistent thing. What he, what he tries to do, and this is him draping himself in the flag. This is why he's at the foot of Mount Rushmore. This is why he wants a big military parade on the fourth is because if he hides behind cops, if he hides behind the military, if he hides behind the symbols of our country, there he believes there is an, a, a factor of human beings who will automatically align him with the good parts of those things. Mm-hmm. He will take all the good of those things, reject any criticism of them as the other side's view of those things, and create a division based on those two ideas. That 95% of cops are good people. So if I wrap myself in, you know, backing the police officers, people will associate me with the 95% and I can ignore the 5% that we have to fix, which is my job as president. You don't need to keep good cops good. <laughs> that's, that's not the job. You don't need to, to keep good schools good. You don't need to keep good roads good. Like that's, I mean, regular maintenance is the low end bar of this presidency. Yeah. Which he seems to want to clamor about at every turn. So over the course of this, I want to remind everybody what the fourth is for and what it's about. And don't let it be usurped by people who want to claim all the good of it without uh, recognizing the work being done and that has been done by people all across the uh, ethnic, uh, religious, and personal spectrum that have contributed their lives to this, both willing and unwilling, and recognize that the way you make their sacrifices worth it is you and you work to make sure that the country lives up to that standard at all times uh, that all that all of us have the right to the pursuit of happiness to liberty and to life and hmm. within that there will be no limitations on your religious beliefs as long as they don't infringe on anybody else that you you can be you as long as you don't try to force other people to be you. That's amazing. That in and of itself, that's a celebration in and of itself on the earth. That, that, that was even new by French democratic standards when they were trying to work their system out after they'd lopped off the heads of the, of the people that were running the place. 
We got to take a break again. We'll be back right after that. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT820.com is the website. We're, um, by the way, as a reminder, as of today, 2.8 million cases of COVID-19 that we are aware of. Again, tests don't cause cases. Tests find cases. It's a little distinction in reality the president has a problem with. And 129,408 deaths, which will more than likely hit 130,000 by the end of today. Um, There is still a pandemic going on. And the White House's response is apparently going to shift this week to, we've got to learn to live with it. Cool, cool. Yeah, great. Yeah. So why do we need you? Why do we need leaders if no one's going to actually do anything about it? We'll be back. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So um, in this in this grievance exercise that the president um, is flapping about every day Mm. Um, there I'm half the time. I'm not, I'm concerned about getting baited into watching what he's actually doing because quite frankly, all this stuff about the monuments and he, like he's signing an executive order to start a garden of heroes, which um, my my grandfather used to call cemeteries, rock gardens all the time. And when I was a kid and in those things, you know, it, that, you know, we recognized, I think the first time he did it, we were driving past the, the graveyard in Kentucky that has Daniel Boone's grave in it. Oh, wow. And so it was, you know, they, they, there's a big statue of them in there and it's, it just found, it, it, I mean, the Greeks had statuaries. It's a statuary is what he's talking about. Um, which I, I mean, just, on the one hand, knock yourself out. On the other hand, I I don't know who's going to pay for this thing, if it's the taxpayer. And if so, does each state get to recommend two members of their, you know, two people from each state and and the Navajo nations and the Sioux nations and the Pawnee and the Cherokee and the Chippewa and, you know, the, you know like the Iroquois Confederacy. And, you know, do they get to put together like two people that they'd like in there or whatever. And how many rows of it? What kind of Stephen King looking, you know, how much land are we talking about? Like, and where's it going to be? You know, it's just silly. Like he signed it just to do this now. Um, and, and I'm, I'm all for monuments to decent human beings. I can, you know, right. I would love a kiss destroyer statue someplace with all four oh, of them. My. It'd be great. Um, Detroit. I recommend Detroit. So, um, uh, but in the process of doing this, my concern, as always, is that this is just a bunch of flapping about nothing to cover the fact that the president is still ignoring the fact that Russia took out bounties on American soldiers. And that story is increasingly gaining steam, it is increasingly gaining support. The administration. OK, so this story comes out. In the New York Times, followed by the Washington Post, then the Guardian follows it up. Then um, other papers uh, across the nation, you know, L.A. Times. And they're all doing their own reporting. They're all checking their sources and it's all lining up. And so in defense of this, 
the White House, while they're planning this thing at the base of of Mount Rushmore and this, you know, having the Blue Angels fly over and shooting these pictures of Trump's face where he looks like he's a part of Mount Rushmore, <laughs> neck waddle and all. Um, all this stuff is happening, which is very noisy, very viral, very, you know, on social media, gains a lot of attention. Meanwhile, um, the New York Times is running a story right now. New administration memo seeks to foster doubts about suspected Russian bounties. Criticized for its inaction, the Trump administration commissioned hmm, a new look at months old intelligence assessment. It emphasizes gaps, meaning that they're going to downplay the legitimacy of what they think is there. They're going to act as if, well, there's there's debate within the intelligence community. Um, and the story reads as such a memo produced in recent days by the, in recent days, by the way, right after, after, after the president, this, this information has been floating in the intelligence circle since last year. The president was briefed on it last year. He's been, it's been in his PDB three times at least as they picked up new information. They, the, initially the New York times only became aware that they, he was briefed in March but it turns out after more digging that he was briefed last year when it first started coming up. And since first finding out that Rus- that a Russian unit specifically called, uh, it's like 21655, I think I've got that right, but I will check. Um, there is a unit of the GRU that was specifically designed by the Russians, by the, uh, um, by the GRU, to um, undermine democracies and destabilize Europe. That's its whole mission, which is, by the way, really easy, thanks to things like Facebook, um, because you can take things, because of the sort of horse blinders that social media puts on people, you see one thing enough times, you think it's the only thing. You mm-hmm. see one attack on camera or one person saying one thing, you see it 10 times. The mind starts to think after a while that 10 people said it. Yeah. So the, oh, it's 29155. I turned one of the numbers upside down. I apologize. Unit 29155 um, has been in operation for at least a decade, um, right about two years into the Obama administration. Curious that. Um. And potentially many, uh, let's see, um, yet Western officials only recently discovered it. Intelligence officials in four Western countries say it is unclear how often the unit is mobilized and warn that it is impossible to know when and where its operatives will strike. The purpose of Unit 29155, which has not been previously reported, underscores the degree to which Russian President Vladimir V. Putin, who, by the way, is actively fighting the West and just uh Russia just passed a, a referendum letting him stay in power until, what, 2036 or some odd? Um, because that's legitimate. Um, and, and is actively fighting the West with his brand of so-called hybrid warfare, a blend of propaganda, hacking attacks, and disinformation, as well as open military confrontation. That's the killing of it. And, and it w- includes, in the story, uh, General Andrei uh, Avyarnov, um, who's the unit's commander, who looks like a Bond villain, like straight up um, in a bow tie, you know, 
seersucker suit. He looks like he's on his way to uh, Roger Stone's bris. And um, <laughs> and then this fellow with him, um, Antoli uh, Chepiga, who was indicted in Britain for poisoning Skirball, for, uh, for oh, killing yeah. Russian dissidents on UK soil. So... This this has been going on for quite some time. Part of what they're doing, though, um, links part of the investigation into these bounties, links the accounts that they've discovered are tied to the twenty nine one fifty five to this payments of these payments of cash that they find coming that show up right after uh, cables are sent to Afghan militants uh, and saying, hey, it, there's a unit moving this way. And then they get their car gets bombed or they get shot and then the money shows up in accounts. It's a quid pro quo, I guess, is the phrase most of us would be familiar with. Um, A memo produced in recent days by the Office of the Nation's top intelligence official acknowledged that the CIA and top counterterrorism officials have assessed that Russia appears to have offered bounties to kill American and coalition troops in Afghanistan, but emphasized uncertainties and gaps in evidence, according to three officials. The memo is said to contain no new information, and both its timing and its stressing of doubts suggest it was intended to bolster the Trump administration's attempt to justify its inaction on the months-old assessment, the official said. Some former national security officials said the account of the memo in, uh, indicated that politics may have influenced its production. Gee, you think? Huh. The National Intelligence Council, which reports to the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, produced the two and a half page document, a so-called sense of the community memorandum. Meaning basically go find anybody who says it's not real and include them with all the people who think it is real and make it look like there's an there's a, a strategized balance in it. So um, dated July 1st. It appears to have been commissioned after the New York Times reported on June 26. That intelligence official assessment uh, months ago, uh, sorry, uh, that intelli- that intelligence officials had assessed months ago that Russia had offered bounties, but the White House had yet uh, to authorize a response. Me- the memo said that the CIA and the National Counterterrorism Center had assessed with medium confidence. That's the change in language. They have medium confidence which I think means uh, psychics. Mm -hmm. No, Um, with medium confidence, meaning credibly sourced and plausible. The definition in government circles of medium confidence is credibly sourced and plausible. That's what it means. When you put medium confidence on something, it means credibly sourced and plausible. It doesn't mean, well, there's a lot of debate and a lot of people don't, they, they think it's a hoax. No, they mean... Even in the memo, and again, this goes to every time the Trump administration does this, like, we don't believe it, we're going to have a look. They go and have a look, and what they find out is the majority of people understand that it's true. And then they go, some people think it's false, therefore, blah, blah, blah. It, it just blow it off. So, meaning, uh, so medium confidence means credibly sourced and plausible, but falling short of near certainty, like reasonable doubt, like it's a court document, and not an intelligence document. And by the way, what kind of threat would it be if you had certainty or near certainty? You know what I mean? Like how long would a spy effort last 
if they left behind evidence that made it certain or near certain? Why would that be spy work? Where is the intelligence gathering in something that has certainty or near certainty? The, uh, <laughs> the intelligence community is not required to give us the fixed position of the moon at any given time. <laughs> because we have measurement tools that give us that measurement with certainty and near certainty. See what I mean? There's, <laughs> there is no point by which you're going to have certainty or near certainty unless it is a failed spy effort. The more dangerous it is, the lower chance you will have certainty or near certainty. The worse the threat is, the more it will be of medium confidence, meaning it is plausible and credibly sourced, but they keep killing everyone. I don't know how dumb the White House wants to be, but they're succeeding. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talks. 773-763-9278 is our number. If you want to call in and talk to us, there is an ongoing, there, there is no evidence that this stopped, that these bounties have ceased. We still have troops in harm's way. We have credible, plausible, and well-sourced evidence that they were doing this and they are continuing to do this. And what's the president's response? No one will ever touch Mount Rushmore. I'm going to sign an executive order for a law that already exists. Yes, uh, Corinne in our chat room points out the bin Laden hit was made with 50% confidence. Kind of successful. We'll be back. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery, just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minute. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless of course you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now, along with the fact that the Russians have been taking out bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan and um, offering cash for killing them, and the fact that the president seems to be quite comfortable ignoring these things. Um, there is also an ongoing pandemic. We have not left the COVID-19 in the rearview mirror. It is still with us. It is still ravaging parts of this country. And in um, at current 
the current state of affairs is 2.8 million cases, 129,408 deaths. And the largest growing and expanding clusters of cases are in the South. Florida, Alabama, the Panhandle, Mississippi, uh, the parts of uh, eastern Texas especially, and areas outside of major places like Portland and, and San Francisco and other places, places that were highly populated, had lots of cases, but have fewer people. So the exponential growth of the number of people there because there's low populations point to, you know, if you got 100 people and 10 of them get it, that's 10% growth. It's not, you know, if 10 people get it in a city of, you know, half a million or 2 million. So those will create spikes in lower uh, population areas uh, as far as the statistical numbers. Now, the other thing too is, Smaller communities like that tend to hang out more. There is a lot more social isolation or the ability to maintain social isolation, ironically enough, in giant cities. People already live apartment style living. They don't have to go to a city center or a town center or the one Walmart within 50 miles to get all their stuff and interact with everybody else. Their social needs are met oftentimes accidentally just with the other people in their building or on their street. Whereas if you live a mile and a half away from your nearest neighbor, church and other gatherings have more value for you to maintain your sanity. And a lot of folks need to interact and it, and they feel that, that loss even more so and start to act out in that regard. So you'll find that lower population places tend to spike more. They also, unfortunately, in the United States, have higher cases of what we would affectionately refer to as comorbidities, um, bad health patterns. It's no surprise that the areas where this disease is now spiking is also places where when on my travels, I have been through there, they have asked me more than once if I've ever had a deep fried Twinkie or, wow. uh, in order, um, once I, I had a bite of one once I had a deep fried Oreo cookie. Sure. And it was fabulous. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's, that's smaller. That's, I mean, it's basically adding a level of crunch. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it kind of melted the middle. I was fine with it. Yes. I would refer to that as uh, tempura Oreos. Yes. But um, that said, most of these things are tempurid because that's the nature of the batter they put them in. But that, uh, all that aside, where that is a regularity and you are expected to have it as opposed to it being a treat or a, uh, an odd commodity, um, we have a tremendous, we have higher spikes of all kinds of other diseases, diabetes, hypertension, which is the biggest comorbidity associated with death by COVID-19. So um, this is continuing to be a threat to the nation. And so it's no surprise that at the base of Mount Rushmore, the president didn't bring it up, except, you know, I think there might have been some grievance about China virus, but not about what we do about it. See, if a glacier melts and it floods an area, we don't just clamor on about the damn glacier. We get about building dams 
and moving housing to high ground. See what I'm saying? Like you can say it once. You're like, oh my God, the glacier has melted. Here comes the water. After that, though, that sentiment has outlived its usefulness. Then you're responsible for your own valley, as it were. And as the cases continue to rise across this country, and especially in areas where no one took it seriously, it is no surprising that it's not surprising at all that Kimberly Guilfoyle, the uh, Don Jr.'s girlfriend from Fox News, whom he left his wife for, has tested positive for COVID-19 after speaking maskless at a at a at a same with Herman Cain. Yes. At at a I think he was actually at the Tulsa rally. He was speaking at another private event. And, you know, it's no different than the flu. You know how the flu puts you in the hospital every time you get it? Right. Yeah. It's just like the flu. It's just like the flu. Only it's killing twice as many people already as the flu has. And the flu does not create a cytokine storm. The flu kills people the same way pneumonia does. And often in relation to a system that is already in shutdown. The problem with COVID-19 is we don't know what the ancillary effects are that make someone who is otherwise healthy die from it. It is not that surprising that like flu or anything else, or even that older people are affected by this because they are affected by all infectious disease more often. They are killed by staph infections received at the hospital more often, for example. The problem with this one is we don't know precisely why it kills the people it kills and all the other effects that it has on the system, even if and when you survive it. People who have had major organ failure, who are going to be scarred for life on their lungs, their kidneys, their liver because of this. And 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 a a wave of pre-existing conditions from the very people who've actually been affected by it who survive it, because that's the other thing we don't talk about, is that, that because of all the asymptomatic and low-symptom people, we don't recognize that a lot of the people who are hospitalized for it, who, who are whose systems are incredibly damaged by it, don't res- they don't just leave the hospital and go back to normal. They will carry this damage with them for a very long time, if not for life. So crazy. And it doesn't mean that they, with their damaged lungs, damaged liver, damaged kidneys, uh, often It doesn't mean they're unlovable anymore. No, it does not. <laughs> but it also means they could catch the flu this fall, and it could, and they would have a comorbidity now because of COVID nineteen that they did not have before. That could yeah. have them die of flu when it comes back while we're still dealing with this. We have not. Um, we have not entered a second wave. We never left the first wave. We are still in the first wave. We have plateaued as the large population centers have gotten things under control and the lower population centers continue to rise. Those numbers bump against each other like like stock revenue, where a, a, a stock is like, it's not putting out dividends, but it's not failing. So it just kind of bumbles along and nobody knows what to do with it like a lot of stocks do, they don't spike up, they don't go down, they just keep chugging. That's what's happening to this number currently. Now, the death rate is going down as we learn how to treat this, and that's good. But again, we are now entering a phase where the people who are damaged by it 
will be a whole new sector of human beings, somewhere in the order of 500,000 people who will recover from it over the course of the, the, the next three and a half months from the last three and a half months and will have scarred internal organs and, and, and apparently ischemic stroke damage in a lot of cases. Those folks will still be with us, still living with that stuff. So stopping this disease has more importance than just, well, some people are going to die from it because their systems are already breaking down. It's, it's in many ways the people who don't and the people who become carriers because they have no symptoms whatsoever who pass it on to people uh, of all ages that they have no idea how it will have an effect on them. And in many ways, it ends up killing them. We'll be back after this uh, break. It's time for the news. It's the Alice Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, infotainmentwars.com. Like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for hanging out, and we appreciate all the support. Become a Patreon supporter today, patreon.com slash Spark. You can do it. Help the show out. Nobody else does. What's Soros money? Welcome back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yay! So, um, I in, in my speed speaking, I may have misspoke and said that Russian centrifuges when I meant Iranian centrifuges, but uh, I don't think I overlapped that, just in case I did. Um... I, I I meant the the Iranian attack, but there, the idea was is that there were um, there have been several times where we do covert reactions to you know what the Chinese do in the South China Seas to what Russia does in, in its expansion into other places that are not overt; they are covert. But the governments are having a conversation about the chess moves they are having that are not publicly you know either citizenry is made aware of. Because if you heard them, you would probably take them as a, a, a declaration of war. You know, th- th- that kind of thing. So anyways, let, we have one more caller and we want to get to them before uh, the happy ending, which we, you know, we can we can manage one. We can we can. There's, there's a couple of things. Um, who do we have, Devin? Who's still on the line with us? Robert from Florida. Excellent. Oh, right on. Hey, Robert. Hey, last but not least. You're cracking yeah. me up with uh, the way he, you're cracking me. At first, happy Fourth of July, you and uh, Millions Man. Or thank you, you too. And, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you're cracking me up the way he said Jefferson. And, you know, I'm surprised, you know, if you let him go a little bit, he probably would have said, you know, a lot of great things about Jefferson. He had a string of uh, dry cleaning I hear up and down the east side of New York. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to move know, on up to the east side. He was moving yeah. on up. <laughs> One of the first presidents to be interracially married to think his wife was wheezy, you know. Anyway, so um, I right. want to say that. Now, that was uh, their neighbor, by the way. Oh, okay. That was, um, yeah, that was the neighbors that were in interracial girlfriend there. Oh, who about Junior's yeah. girlfriend there? She come down with the COVID, right? I'm yep. thinking she's at the curb faster than he can pick up a, a, a science book, you know? I'm thinking they're both gone, you know? He's no way <laughs> dropping both of those, you know? And, um... The reason why I call yeah. this, is that, this is serious, all right, is that we let them say what they want to say, and we don't challenge. And we don't even know what they're doing until we point it out. And I'm pointing it out to everybody. Anytime you hear them say silent majority, we're the silent majority, that's not absolutely false. That's a premise for them to steal the next election. You know, that right. way when the numbers come back rigged, 
They could say, see, you know, we always had the number in the majority. We were the, no, you are the vocal minority. You've been the vocal minority since the year 2000, when the Supreme Court decided who was going to be the president. You know, they are not in right. that. And I want that. I wish everyone a happy fourth. I love you all. And uh, I got to go check my pool of tatas. Ciao. Understood. Uh, happy Fourth, Robert. Always a pleasure, brother. Uh, the most Florida-sounding person you could possibly find. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so Kimberly Guilfoyle, according to the Washington Post, um, reported that um, – um, and she is a – beyond being Don Jr.'s girlfriend, she is a campaign official. She's got an official job with the campaign. And uh, all the people who are – you know give money to the uh, the reelect Donald Trump campaign are participating in paying her salary of whatever $150,000 a year for uh so you know this little, little and some bonuses um but it's uh just prior to the president's rally at the foot of Mount Rushmore it was reported that Gilfoyle the top fundraising official in the Trump campaign tested positive for COVID-19 which caused her to miss the president's speech before a packed crowd uh, where few wore masks and self-protection. Like, she did, she wasn't there. Thank you, Ginger, and thanks for being at the show last night. I appreciate all you guys showing up at the Flapper Show. I'll do another one of those soon. Also, there's a sexy liberal show. Um, there's a happy ending story for you. July yeah. 18th is the next virtual sexy liberal show. I'm already working on my segments for it. Last time, um, because of the nature of virtual shows being what they are, I'm actually doing some sketches. I'm make I'm filming some stuff on my green screen here, and uh, and putting a little bit of production into it. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's going to be some sweet stuff. I'm very excited about it. Um, I learned a lot, you know, put, producing my pieces at home from the last one. So I'm going to build on that this time, and uh, and yeah. And I don't know why, but um, Sanely Insane and thinks that Josh Todd is a great singer just randomly in our chat room. And I would like to co-sign that and yeah. say yes and um, say that Josh Todd is the rock star that Axl Rose wishes he was. That's my opinion. If you've ever seen Josh Todd live, I'm just saying that's that's. Yeah. So anyways, um, she's she's tested positive. There is no. um n- I don't know that they're talking about, um, let's see, according to the report, Trump's efforts to rejuvenate his struggling re-election campaign with events in front of large crowds outside of Washington was set back for a second time after Kimberly Guilfoyle, a Trump campaign fundraiser who is dating his son, Don Jr., tested positive for COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus, ahead of the president's arrival in South Dakota. Um, by the way, I think on the other side of this is that after all of this um, craziness we've all been through um and everybody's going oh will we be wearing you know the the people who are pushing back against mask wearing within the sound of my voice who constantly are like it's taking my freedoms away i don't understand is do you wear shoes are shoes your uh, against your freedom of being barefoot on glass nails gravel dirt infected floors, whatever, like you wear shoes for your own protection because you're aware of the spread of contagion and the damage that can be done to your feet by sharp objects. And the fact that those things can get into your bloodstream on the base of your feet. We've been doing it for a long time. Um, You don't always have to wear shoes. You don't have to wear them at the beach. You don't have to wear them in a pool. You don't have to wear them when you're at home by yourself running around, but you can. 
That's not about your freedom. That's about that's just being smart about your own safety. Well, the same thing applies to masks. This is a temporary thing. We're not going to be a mask wearing society any more than most societies are on the planet now. But we will be aware that, hey, if you do have the flu this fall, you're probably going to throw a mask on if you're not feeling all that great. So you now know you've got a new ad, you know, added element to your social matrix as a human being that if you're not feeling well and you have something that might be contagious or you have somebody in the house who has something, you can wear a mask for a couple weeks till it passes. Take care of the humans around you. If you care about America, America first, Americans, then wear a mask so you don't spread a disease unwillingly to your fellow Americans, you dolt. And it's a temporary thing. After the Spanish flu, after it had killed millions of people, we had ticker tape parades after World War II. Like we had the 60s, the summer of love. We had movie theaters open. The last party you went to was after the Spanish flu. Life goes back to relative normal after a time, but only if you take care of it and you're aware of the reality of this. And if you're gonna run around being a QAnon moron and thinking that this is a plot to make you breathe your own CO2, then what must you think of medical professionals who wear masks daily? You cut off into your elbow, be a decent human being. We will see you next week. Survive, survive. Love you, Johnny Million. At Love J Million you. on Twitter, follow him up. We'll um, stick around for Dick K or of course my post show on infotainmentwar.com.